Hello, everybody, and welcome to the uh, Stallions Fantasy Football Podcast. This is our third episode of the second season of our podcast. Uh, I am your host, RJ Walton, and I'm joined by uh, my two guests today, uh, Joseph Schechter and Patrick Hussey, uh, owners of Team Fast Jackie and Gambian Muskrats. Hello, gentlemen. How are we doing, Arch? Doing Pleasure being here. How do you guys have? Um, so you may notice that one person is missing, uh, and that is my, uh, I'll call him current and still co-host, Garrett Federico, owner of Oreganata Tricks, uh, but he's been placed on administrative leave uh, for the foreseeable future, potentially uh, setting up for firing um, due to his lack of commitment to this podcast, potentially due to his love affair uh, with someone's name that rhymes with RJ. Um and maybe his obsession with Twitter and football. So um, so we're here with the two new guests, and maybe we'll have a new host. Uh, you guys want to comment on that? Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, that's what happens to bad actors. They get put on notice, and, um, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, you, just, you would like to see more passion out of the kid, but, you know, it's a long season. People get fatigued, and, you know, it's clearly showing on uh, – Oreganata tricks and his ability to co-host the show. Yeah, not too good. Not too good. Maybe he'll stick to Call of Duty. I know he's getting pretty good at it. <laughs> so the first segment we want to do, I think this is a very anticipated segment that we wanted to have on this podcast for about two years since we started the podcast. Um, so um, happy to finally have you on, Pat, and just let you – Share your mind or speak your mind as the former commissioner of this league and share all your perspectives on what's happened, where we're going, and really anything you want to talk about. We'll shut up and then we'll chime in after. Wow. Well, thank you, Arch, and uh, great to be here with you. So I had to cut this down because I know I'm on a time limit here. So the main thing I want to discuss, I'm going to jump right into it, is the state of this league. Okay. And I will address the elephant in the room right in front of, I have two dissenters in front of me right here. Okay. We have an existential threat to this league. And what that is, is dynasty. Okay. My fear is that everyone in the league is currently blinded by this playoff push, you know, by the Pat Fryermuths of the world. And then you got, Gambia, Deja, and the Driscoll Bridge, right? We're all completely out of it. So me personally, I can't speak for the other two. I need to start looking forward, right? Because I have nothing left. And what I see next year is very, very dark. Everyone thinks this league is fine right now. And that's exactly what Commissioner Xi Jinping Sedano wants you to think. He literally just said in the group an hour ago, and I quote, what a great job I'm doing as commissioner. I mean, that's like state-run media type stuff, right? He's, he's trying to make everything look good, knowing that as soon as this playoffs are over, people are going to switch like that, and this dynasty rhetoric is going to enter the scene again, right? So as soon as that rhetoric enters, we're going to have massive division. Massive division in this league. Division that is irreparable, irreparable implications coming from this, okay? And bear with me here. I took a class in college, right? Geopolitical class with an African focus, okay? So I want to draw a parallel to the beautiful country of Sudan. I feel this is appropriate coming from Gambian muskrats, okay? Sudan in 1956 became a sovereign nation. 2011, Sudan split up into North Sudan and South Sudan, okay? Why did they do that? Because the Sudanese government in the north <laughs> basically marginalized the South Sudanians, right? North, you had the Arab culture. The south, you had a, a diverse mix of cultures. So you had these different policies, beliefs. Boom, they clash. And guess what? The Sudanese people today do not cannot live as one and i guarantee you 
the members of this league will not be able to do so either next year. I worry that this leadership run by Xi Jinping Sedano, he's going to fold next year. And I just ask that he can dig deep and, you know, uphold this democracy and, and don't ruin an upstanding and long living tradition. I rest my case. That was beautiful. Joe, I'm going to let you have the floor next. You know, Pat, just in response to that, um, you know, you really opened my eyes with that comparison there. Um, so thank you for that. I didn't really think of it like that. And I, I see where you're coming from. On, on, on the contrary, um, I'm currently in a dynasty, first year. I drafted poorly. I won't sit here and lie to you. Spent a lot of money real quick. Don't have a good team. But I do see how fun it is becoming. Looking forward and watching college football games as if you're scouting is really just something special. So you got that aspect. And then the only downside of that dynasty league, and this might offend some listeners, is I try to get sold like I'm buying a used car from two brothers uh, that will not be named. And I just think if we took that dynasty atmosphere and brought it into our friend group, it would be electric. And that's all I'll comment on the matter. Yeah, I, I see it. I see both perspectives. And and if you remember, maybe, uh, Pat, this is probably a dark time in your life, maybe three years ago, where I was, you know, very much, I made a pre I remember making a presentation about Dynasty. Um, it is definitely when you were the commissioner. I was all going up. I thought this league would be perfect for it. And Joe is probably a little bit more in lines of your sheet of music at that time. And I, I don't know where I sit right now. I'm not going to voice that on this podcast. It might save my cards a little bit, but. I also do understand that this league, not every member may be perfect for it. Uh, you've heard there's in the other dynasty league, there's some you know bad actors in that league too. Joe, you just referenced too. I've heard of a third. So I get, you know, that that may happen here too. There is a lot of excitement that like in your shoes right now, you would be a lot more interested in this year because you could be selling certain pieces to get next year assets. Right. Like you could buy a guy like Brees Hall who's hurt for a discount who you hope would come back better. But again, that will be decided later. Um, I'm not sure where I stand anymore. I know there's a lot of people that are on dynasty now. I'm just excited to see where it goes. I, I just, I just know the people in this league. I, I, I know these people for many, many years and I, I don't want to start naming people, but there, there are some people who struggle to set their lineup. Each Will week. those people like, be listening to the podcast? What? Will those people be listening to this podcast? Do you think? I don't know. I don't know if they listen. I, it's it's a it's a fantastic question, you know. But the, those people, those are the traditionalists. Those are the the South Sudanese. I they they cannot be involved in a dynasty, and I'm with them. I can't either. I, I can would again, you leave the early. league that that was my next question would you would you not participate or like is it a hard line in sand or is it a like where do you stand such a soft line i mean you don't want it i i i never would want to leave the league but i i think it would just it would do a lot of damage i really do i think people would lose interest very quickly especially when they draft a horrible horrible team that's going to have again bad implications for potentially many seasons Man, unless they make some sort of trade or you know but i don't i don't trust people to do that enough yeah just for some think about how hard it is to make a trade now like with just this setup it is you know? easier to make a trade because there's more options like you'll see an increase in trade volume for sure because you have more like you can look at future assets and stuff like that but um I hear all your points about this league and certain members not, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it at this point. Yeah. I, I guess time will tell. I think, I think the commissioner needs to, at the end of the season, hold a, hold a discussion on this. 
I agree. I think John needs to step up, maybe even put his foot down. But we got to decide one way or the other because it's causing it's causing a little bit of turmoil already. And, you know, going off of what you said, it could carry on for future seasons. I'm looking forward to the chaos. I want the fights. I want the action. I hope to be a, you know, an articulator on what dynasty is, uh, and we'll see where it takes the crowd. I think chaos is is for certain. Pat, uh, I would love you in our next episode to come here and talk a little bit about some of the conflicts in Liberia, but we'll save that for the next uh, next episode. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, that was a, a little bit less of a conflict than I was anticipating, probably because we fired uh, or put on administrative leave. The co-host would have really gotten a little bit uh, feisty over here. Uh, but thank you for your perspectives. Joe, you are next to talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about. Okay. So there's a few things I want to talk about. One, I think the state of this league is the best it's been in years. And I know that doesn't help my dynasty argument, but the, I think that's the truth. So I want to give hats off to the Supreme Leader, John Savannah. What I do want to change about this league is some things I've been seeing lately. This FAB program has gotten out of control. We saw Daryl Henderson go for... I don't even want to butcher the number, but I think it was like 400, 600 maybe, something ridiculous. He got cut from the Rams. That was early in the season. Fine, we'll spare that one. We have teams, maybe somebody on this said podcast, with a 1% and a 2% chance to make the playoffs. Bidding ridiculous numbers on players, and then trying to trade them instantly. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Joe, Joe, can I chime in real quick right, with a question for you? Would the same yes. thing be happening if that's those people with the 1% to 2% chance to make the playoffs were to just claim a player on waivers, do you think? So – I was looking at it and, you know, I thought Christian Watson for 600, that's just bonkers. I mean, it's playing and it's working out. So maybe I'm just not good at fantasy football and should have bid that much. But I just think that way of waivers just establishes uniform. And, you know, whether it's by moves made or, you know, whatever it has been in the past, it's a, I think it's a better system than this dollar value thing because it's just getting just getting hectic. You don't know how much players are going for. You got three bids over $200 on Pacheco. Pat lands him, tries trading him to me the next day. It, you can't have it. So let me ask, what's, the, what's the problem with that? The problem is I made a healthy bid. Of 200, which at the like when you're typing in the bid, you're like, this is high. Like, this guy, who even knows what he's going to bid? And then you got teams that don't have a chance just taking and scooping the best waivers. I would have got him. Actually, Dave would have got him at 275, but I would have got Christian Watson. And that's really what I'm upset about because now he just dropped a 30 piece right on my head and Deja. <laughs> takes down Team Fast Shecky, and I'm, uh, I'm hurt about it. And I'm hurt about it. The one thing I like See, about I Fab... Yeah, go Fab, ahead, Arch. Uh, I was going to say, the one thing I like about Fab is it. I feel like it. it it's the, it, the open market sets the market, right? It's a competitive market. It's If you like liken it to this group's you know political opinions, I look at the waiver system more like socialists, um, whereas I look at Fab more like... Um, you know, a competitive market, um, a capitalistic market, where, yes, everybody starts with the same amount of money, but everybody has the ability to use their budget as they choose to buy whoever they want to buy it, you know, once until they lose their money. Whereas with Fab, 
if you suck and you pick up a player and then you suck again and you keep suck, you could keep getting the best players. And after four or five weeks, all of a sudden these guys are getting pretty good. And then your team starts winning games and games and games. And it's kind of like just rewarding you for sucking. So that's why I kind of like fab for the waiver system. What was it in the past? Was it based off of like moves or was it based off record? It was based on that your record as of that point in time. Pat, each right in the current system, Pat, you've been, I assume, bottom three, unfortunately, for the for the whole season. So like it, he would have been the first waiver claim pretty much every week. And been better. Correct. I think like, it should no be off of like I feel like it should be off of like the amount of moves. So if I made the last move if I made a move last week, I would, and no one else did, I'd get bumped down to twelve. Yeah, I, I think there's more merit to that than our old system. So that's that like, an easy way to like fix. I mean, what was our budget? A thousand bucks. I'm in a I'm in a league, fourteen man league, where our budget is a hundred dollars, and I think that people are a little less likely to throw radical numbers when they see that you only have a hundred dollars. So that may be something that, you know, can help because if you blow 50 bucks, like you're, you're right, yeah. half is gone right away. So like, you know, these like little waiver pe- wire pickups for like a no name receiver, a wide receiver three, you know, you might throw like two to $4, something like that. Maybe six bucks, seven bucks. I don't know. That might help. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. I think that would result in reasonable bids throughout the season. Look at us. But I do think bad teams, bad teams, either A, betting a lot of money, like myself, and and getting a a Pachecho, that's part of the game, baby. There's no no way around it now. To try to get better. I, I agree with that. I like the strategy there. It's tough to say. It's just tough to say. Oh, I, I get where you're coming from. Jackie, good thing you're a great fantasy football player and you'll just never have to deal with it. Yeah, well, the thing is, and I don't know if we want to segue into the next topic that you had planned, RJ. Let's do it. But Playoffs. I am not feeling good about my team. I think there was like a few lucky wins along the way, but this middle of the standings is absolutely crazy right now. I think if Garrett wins, he, he'll be seven and five. I know that's still pending, I think. Um, someone correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and then there's, I think there's projected five teams that are going to be six and six all live with two weeks left, I think we're going to see a lot of chaos going into these playoffs. And I'm here for it. So if you had to choose, who are the two teams that make it? Or three, yeah, two teams, right? Because we're saying, just to reiterate, or like recap there, we're saying um, Mean Machine, Pat, or um, I'm sorry, no, Mean Machine, Oreganata, no. Is there only three teams guaranteed to make it? Mean Machine, Fast Jackie, so. and I do it for Neha are the only three teams I think actually guaranteed to make it. So who are the other three that you think? It's so tough. And you gotta look at some of these matchups. So we're looking at Louie Bangas and Goomba Johnny, both gonna be six and six playing each other. Katnick's mm-hmm. playing Neha. That's gonna be a big game. I really don't want to see Katnick in the playoffs whatsoever. I think he's got a wild team. Yeah, I think we all want to avoid him. I can pull out the schedule on my screen. Yeah, let's see what we got cooking here. I don't even think me and Sean are guaranteed playoffs if we both lose this week. There's some good matchups here. Boomba and Louie. You and Garrett, Kavnik and Sean. Oh, Pat's Pat's going to take Casey out of the playoffs. Oh, my God. It's going to be a beautiful travesty. 
Yeah, I, I I looked at Corkman's team. I'm I'm mind blown that Cam Akers is still even involved. You know, you you talk about just being tied to like a name with zero value. I le- legitimately would have dropped him for a kicker at this point, but there he was, Cam Akers. So that should be pretty easy for Gambia to take down. I love it. So who are your guys' teams? Who who makes it? Who makes those final three spots? Uh, I don't know. It's so tough. It, it it's. I don't know. I I'm not high on Oreganata for a few reasons. <laughs> um, you know, I I think the uh, he he sustained an injury this year to his uh his guy. I don't even know how do you pronounce his name? Et Etienne. 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 Whatever. Um, he sprained his foot this week. That's tough. I feel like Kamara can't operate with this New Orleans team. That's just abysmal right now. So, like, someone's got to step up on Oreganata. Um, I feel like Barrel Barrel Boys has a good team. I don't care what yeah, anyone says. I think he, I think he's in the playoffs. I think if if you guys want to come to a consensus, I think Barrel Boys is is in as the four team. Yeah, I mean, he, between Hertz, Higgins, Justin Jefferson, Godwin, like those are all, those are all playmakers right there. Yeah, I mean, Battle of Boys and Cadillac's team, I think, are two that I would say feel I feel good about making. Who's Cadillac play next week? Cadillac has Sean and me, so the schedule schedule's hard. Is I think I played Cap the last week. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you're right. Yeah, so. I mean, Cap's team is great. I just that's just a that's a gauntlet to get into the playoffs right there. And two, you think that's two must wins? Does somebody finish above six? I guess you have to ask: Do three teams finish above six and seven? Probably, right? I would say yes. So, Cap's going to have to show out. These last two weeks, and if he does, that's going to be a scary team come playoff time. But I think, I think he, he can make a differential already locked up. Like if he, he finds someone, he's in. Yeah. So because of the points, I think, I think if he wins one or two, maybe gets lucky with some some upsets, he can make it in. I think Bauer Room Boys makes it in. I think he can overcome that that running back room just because he has. So many guys that can pop and just give them solid, solid outings. Yeah, I agree with that. He does have his little tough running back room, though. Hopefully, Mostert comes back for him. But so we have Mean Machine, Neha. Um, we've got Fast Jackie. We've got Barrow Boys. We got the Kaepernick football team. Who is our six? Is it Lou, John, Casey? Um, or Garrett. I personally think Garrett's in. I think Garrett makes it as long as the ETN injury is not – if he doesn't miss time, I don't know what it's looking like. I tried to just Google it. But if ETN doesn't miss time, I think Garrett's in. If not, I think I'd go John. Yeah, I think I'd agree. Louis out, in my opinion. Debo's hurt, isn't he? Yeah. I don't know if that was no. serious or not. That's why Garrett's great. He knows everything about his injuries. Best abilities, availability, RJ. Your deal. All right, so it sounds like we're between uh, Garrett and Johnny. Uh, Casey, Lou, sorry, we're not, we're not betting on you. Prove us wrong, boys. All right. Then we have our last segment here, which is the the crowd favorite, and that's our power rankings. Um, So just like in in previous months, I put together the power rankings. I will not hold Pat's and Shecky's great reputation on the quality of these usually shitty power rankings. Uh, But I'm going to go in reverse order and allow the two gents and myself to, to say a quick word on each team. 
All right, so coming in at number 12, uh, Mr. James Sedano, traffic on the Driscoll. Joe, you want to go first? Yeah, I just think, you know, losing Cooper Cup just destroys this team. He could have really done anything any given week, puts up 20 like it's no one's business. Derrick Henry getting rolling. But without Cup, it's just it's a tough, it's a tough road for traffic on the Driscoll Bridge. That that was a good one. Tough road. Driscoll Bridge. It's a road. Right on the spot. Not I, don't you, I don't know if you meant to do that, but yeah, I mean I, I agree with you. Obviously, Cup is Cup is crucial. Um, doesn't have that anymore. You know, other than Henry, there's there's really nothing else to talk about on this team. Um, I mean, just looking at it, Daniel Jones might be the second best player on this team. Number two yeah. on his team, number one in our hearts. Um, I actually was looking at some data on his, on this team. I don't know if James has owned it the whole time. But like, historically, this is the worst team in the league. Uh, so... Either bad luck or this owner's got a step of his game. I hope he's listening to this. Uh, I'm throwing smack at him mainly because he's an Eagles fan. Um, but yeah, the, this team, whether owned by you or somebody else, historically has sucked. All right, coming at number 11. Sorry, Gambian, but I'm going to go with you as number 11. Hey, off the bat, I appreciate that. It, just not putting me at 12 for my record. You know, I mean, traffic on the Driscoll has had two more wins, and and I'm not the worst team. I'll take that. Um, yeah, I mean, a quick comment on my team. Listen, like, looking back at this season, what really killed me, QB. Like, I, I lost a lot of games, right? I, I bet heavily on Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was my guy. Didn't pan out that way. You know, so I've been streaming these quarterbacks. I, you know, I've Mariota, I had uh, um, Trevor Lawrence. I, I, I don't even know who else I had in it at one point, but they all fucking suck. Um, and my team just never played together. You know, it took James Conner, I don't know, nine weeks to figure it the fuck out. Um, Tony Pollard was really the only good draft pick I had, plagued with injuries. But if you look at my team, I legitimately think I have three original players that I drafted. Uh, Gambia in front office was was very busy this year and, you know, didn't work out. But, hey, you move on. Yeah, injuries were tough. Uh, you also made a lot of trades, which is kind of, you know, not the usual for you. So, so hats off to you for trying to recover it. Yeah, having five players on your roster right now that were drafted, one being a defense, one being someone on the IR, is actually insane. You yeah, the defense this is not. Yeah, a lot of deals. You had to do something, you know? All right, coming in at number 10, I've got Louis Bangus. Louis Bangas. Got to see where Debo's at. He's been hurt. I feel like, you know, he's got hamstrings out of paper. Unbelievable when he's on the field. Garrett Wilson definitely on the up with Mike White at the helm. He could be your quarterback next week, Pat. If you're if you're willing to throw ridiculous amounts of money at him, I'm sure there will be other bidders. And he made the move for Jonathan Taylor. Um, I don't think Jonathan Taylor's playing well tonight. But he's Jonathan Taylor. I I mean, I drafted him first. It's crazy that he's gotten moved twice. But the guy can the guy can win you a week. But it just hasn't been the same this year. So I think that's probably why you have him, you know, down this far. Not too much depth. And, you know, betting on Devin Singletary every week's kind of tough. Yeah. I think the main difference when I look at Gambian and Louis Bangas, not from a record standpoint, but from a roster standpoint, I think it's it's QB. Geno Smith has been phenomenal for him. Great pickup. 
Um, other than that, I think the rosters are pretty similar. Yeah, I, I, uh, my note next to Louis's team was nothing special. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I just go down the roster, and there, there's very limited playmakers here. You know, Garrett Wilson has promised. Um, I'd like to give Mike White the next two weeks, you know, to really see what he does at Minnesota and at Buffalo. Um, I believe I posted the the Jets' upcoming schedule for the next six games, and I had a loss for all of them. Uh, we'll see if Mike White can change that. Um, but until then, I, I just can't get behind this team of Louie, you know. Mike White, what a guy. Hats off to you guys, all you Jets. Yep. Props to him for stepping up. Yeah. Um, all right, coming in at number nine, we've got Deja McGee. Deja, I don't get how this team has this record. <laughs> I look at this team, I'm like, it, it stuns me a little bit. I guess he had some injury problems, Jamar Chase going down. But, like, this just looks like a good team. I don't get how it's 3-8. and eight. I really don't. And besides that, I mean, you know how I feel about the Christian Watson pickup. But that guy's just unbelievable now. So um, I'm not upset that he's only got 2% chance of making the playoffs, to be honest. So I'm looking at Deja's week one through four. Week one, Shecky puts up 158 on him. Week two, RJ puts up 153. Week four, Louis puts up 142. I mean, Deja was just getting shafted left and right early on. You know, gets off to such a slow start. Um, Corkman Falefa, buck 32 the next week. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess he just a lot of points against maybe. Um, but I agree. He doesn't have a terrible team. But the uh, the results just aren't there. Deja was just getting destroyed by all the boys, I guess. Yeah, points against. He leads the league. Yeah. He he has had some tough matchups. And I think, Pat, correct me for a moment, in some of those matchups, he also scored pretty well, too. Yeah, some of them he, he did. Definitely. I mean, I don't know. Point, points four, he's in fourth. Yeah. I think this team got pretty damn unlucky. Yeah. You hate I to see it. argue that this team could be higher in terms of roster composition, but we have them at nine because they will not be in the playoffs likely. Yeah. All right. Um, coming in at number eight, we have Corkman Falefa. Oh, the Corkman. Um, Corkman Falefa, you know, um, just struggles with points. You know, he's really no better than Gambia in terms of points for. Um, and again, like, I don't know. Why is Cam Akers on this team? I, I don't understand. <laughs> Sitting in the flex, Cam Akers. You know, I mean, let's, let's look at his past few games. Three points, six, two, and point three. I don't know. He's averaging three points. 3.8 points a game. He's sitting in the flex. I, I understand you get into a tough scenario. I guess that Casey, Casey did make a good I, – I, I like the Miles Sanders trade and the, the Mike Evans for uh, Cooper Cup. I mean, I know uh, Cup got hurt, so in hindsight, that was a fantastic trade. But even if he didn't get hurt, I still think that was a good move. Casey knew he was getting Swift back, needed a, an RB2 when he got Sanders. Um, and even his receivers aren't – I mean, Metcalf and Evans on paper should be good. Um, but I don't know. I just uh, – maybe, maybe this team's just not playing together. Josh Allen, obviously, a freak. Josh Allen is what made me struggle of bringing this team down any further. This Josh Allen is just – I know he's been a little bit of a regression besides maybe last week, but um, – yeah, he's going to finish this rest of the season strong. And if Casey makes the playoffs, it's going to be because of Josh Allen. 
Yeah, I think, you know, you look at this team, you guys made some good points. I won't uh, harp on them for too long. It's just the running back room is really good on paper when you look at Swift and Sanders. But for some reason, they could just have games where they score four, five. And if that happens in the same week, it's not a recipe for winning. And I think that's what's happened a couple times to the cork man. You also have to think Swift was out for over four weeks, and he just got Sanders. So he was working with nothing. He's working with Cam Akers, who yeah. isn't in the NFL anymore. That's tough. Yeah, and Swift's been a huge disappointment this year. I think they're just trying to preserve him for long term. And, you know, Williams has been phenomenal, too. All right. Coming in at number seven, Goomba John. Goomba John, I think this team's pretty interesting. He's got some running back depth. He got he got a good, good free agent signing with Latavius Murray. Him just taking over and not having a single backup is insane. So he just picked up an RB1. He's got hurt by Kareem Hunt. That guy's pretty much useless. Keenan Allen's been hurt all year. And he's got Zeke, but Tony Pollard's getting getting a lot of points and action out of that offense. But I really do like his core. You know, Lamar, Eckler, and Cooper. And then he mix in a little A.J. Brown. He could pop. This this team could be dangerous. Yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing really much to add on top of that. Um, agree with all your points, Joe. Um, you know, Basically, guys like Eckler and, and Cooper and A.J. Brown, they're just going to have to step up and, and get points. Um, you know, that's that's how this team hangs on here. Uh, it'll be interesting to, you know, Goomba talked up Zeke a lot, and there he is sitting on his bench. So, you know, I, I don't understand if that's going to be a permanent thing or if he's going to be switching out Latavius or A.J. Brown for Zeke. Um, but... You know, Zeke's been putting up some decent numbers, so we'll see what he does there. I think the one thing I'll add is if Lamar Jackson returns to being Lamar Jackson of years past, the first two few games of this year, Guma Johnny could win the league with this team. Like, I think the other players are sound enough. Eckler has been phenomenal that if Lamar starts putting up 35 plus a game, he could win the league if he makes the playoffs. So it's a team to watch for sure for me. And he just beat me. Sad. All right. Uh, coming in at number six, the Barrel Room Boys. Barrel Room Boys. Let me see. Um, yeah, I mean, I said this earlier in the pod, you know, Hertz, Higgins, Jefferson, Godwin. He's got a solid squad. Um you know, I, I, I like this team. Um, I don't know. Uh, what's happening right now with, with Pat Fryermuth is, is, is he going to lose this game? I haven't really been paying attention because my, my back's towards the TV, but he's got a solid squad. I I'm unsure about the, the running back situation. Um, you know, boy, could he use a guy like Melvin Gordon, you know, just like a solid little flex piece, you know, like a Melvin, but he doesn't have that. So um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see with uh, Bauer Room. But I don't know. I, I like the team. Yeah, just an update. Um, Friar Muth, complete fraud, has 3.2 points right now. This could age very, very poorly. And if it does, Dave, I'm eternally sorry. Um, it's more frustration towards Katnick believing that he's a top five tight end. Um, hopefully not jinxing your team here. Um, I think we talked on Dave's team before during the playoff discussion. He's got Jefferson, Higgins, and Hertz, and those guys can put up massive points. If Pirine's the guy now, if Mixon's hurt again, he can roll with him. He put up some good numbers this week, but him and Gus is is not the best running back room you'll see on a fantasy team. Yeah, clear that the running back room is the is the weakness of this team. 
Um, looking at upsides of a guy like Raheem Boster, Cordell Patterson, Sabaje, and Gus, maybe that carries the rest of the load. But I feel like the the running back rooms and the wide receivers might be good enough to get – or um, the wide receiver room and the quarterbacks might be good enough to get into the playoffs, but we'll see. All right, coming in at number five, I do it for Neha. Yeah, I think, you know, this team's sitting at eight and three, getting Deshaun Watson back. So that could be an absolute wild card heading into playoffs. Um, biggest piece for this team is just staying healthy. Mixing down, Fournette down, starting Marlon Mack, Traylon Burks, Fields is down. You got a lot of injuries on this team. If he, if he could stay healthy, he can make some moves. But that's a big if, I think. His teams, a lot of his players are hurt right now. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at this, and Ellis, I haven't been following. I don't know the the extent of Mixon and Fields' injuries, but if if they're out for a couple weeks or something, I mean. You'd have to rethink this power rankings. This current lineup, I don't know if it stands a chance. I mean, Marlon Marlon Mack's not getting the job done. That's for sure. There's a huge hole running back there. Um, He he needs Mixon badly uh, to get healthy. So hopefully they can come back for him. um, And even Fields, you know, replacing Garoppolo. Those are just two big pieces that you need, you know, and I, I think that's, that's like three to four moves on the power rankings, whether those guys are in or they're out. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, we could p- potentially have a, you know, top three seed in the playoffs where we feel that the team is, you know, eighth or ninth best roster. I, I agree with that, especially if you add on, you know, the let's be honest, Pat, as Giants fans, the downfall of Saquon lately between the O-line and him being a little skittish. That doesn't help his team either. Absolutely, and we're 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 playing Washington twice in Philly in the next three weeks. Like Washington is is a stout defense, you know. I, I, I don't know if if our offensive line doesn't get healthy, Saquon's not going to do much. Hate to say it. I just noticed there's a new poll in the league. What's your favorite sports team across all sports? And the Jets have four. Giants only have one. And I just voted. It's not good. We got to vote, Pat. Wait, there's a new poll? That's what it says. I don't even check anymore because commissioner doesn't post polls. And I was going to mention that when we talked about shots off to the commissioner when, when Johnny was, was – or uh, when Shecky was saying that. Yeah, you uh-huh. know, I used to post polls every week. Um, but I think we get them once a quarter here, if that. Yeah, I, I'd like more polls. Thank you, Johnny. Appreciate it. Um, all right, coming in at number four, we have Oregonata Tricks. Oh, that's me. Oregonata Tricks. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I said it earlier, you know, He's got it. Uh, the, the The injuries have to be minimal here. Kamara, uh, I don't know. New Orleans losing zero to thirteen was abysmal. I mean, that was horrible. Um, I mean, Devonte Adams is a freak. Um, Pickens is a clown. Uh, he needs one more point currently to beat me. Um, if not, see you all at the Javits Center tonight. Seven train to Hudson Yards. Um. He's got a solid tight end. You know, I mean, listen, it's it's a fine team. Um there's just there's just some question marks in there. I don't know. You know, like will Brian Robinson step up? I know he had a big week this week, 21 points or something like that. Um, I mean, I'm looking at his bench. His bench scored 78 points this week. It's possible, but only time will tell. Yeah, I just think he has a lot of players that could either really pop or just bust. And on paper, this team looks 
really, really good. And I think it is really good. Um, ETN's been a little rough around the edges lately and went down with that injury. Who knows what that's going to be. Kamara, all-around good citizen. Um, you know, no off-the-field issues, but... No off the field issues. Neither does Pickens. He's he's got a a really clean team. Yeah, he's got a, a bunch of good good guys on his team. Um, Kamara's been struggling a little bit as of late as well. Can't trust DJ Moore, and I I still love Antonio Gibson over Brian Robinson, um, just because I have him in every single league, um, and no one would take him when I was trying to trade him. So that's kind of where I sit on Oreganata. I think he will make the playoffs. He's got a solid team. Just needs those running backs to be a little more consistent. Yeah, just one quick note on Brian Robinson. You know, I used to I go get pizza every once in a while from the place he got shot in front of. I've never been shot there, so I think he kind of sucks. Like, he, he needs to work on avoiding the bullets. I mean, that's the real problem here. So, uh, yeah, I'm Team Gibson as well. Love it. I like his team. I like our team, though. I think there's some good depth here, and that's ultimately why I have them at four is because of the depth. All right, coming in. He had Hollywood on there. Yeah, Hollywood, exactly. That was a Gambian, a Gambian trade, but the Oreganata unfortunately made the um, the watch list, the Gambian watch list, along with Lewis and, and Corkman Falefa. So. They're on the They're no trade list. Uh, correct. Yes. I like I like that. I've got a no trade list too. Uh, <laughs> a couple of those people are definitely on it. Kavnik is my number one though. I know he won't listen to this. So Kavnik, I don't like trading with you because you're you don't like to trade. Um, <laughs> all right, number three, I've got Team Fast Jackie. Yeah. You know, I made a lot of moves this year, too. Um, you know, obviously shocked a lot of people with the draft strategy, going tight end, tight end. Andrews, Kelsey. You know, Andrews hasn't really lived up to the hype. Um, dropped a wide-open touchdown yesterday. That stuff hurts. Um, my team's very top-heavy. Um, I think one week I could put up 160. Next week, I could put up 90. Really, really depends on the two guys at top, Mahomes and Kelsey. Really hoping I just ran into and found a new RB2 and Rashad White because I don't love starting Antonio Gibson every week. Yeah, I mean, I know I said this earlier, but just for our viewers, Shaq, you know, Without Mahomes and Kelsey connection, you're you're dead in the water, my friend. You talk about the volatility, you know, you can score 150, you can score 80. That's Mahomes Kelsey right there. I mean, you're they're either all in or they're not. Um, you know, that's that's worrisome. Um, I don't know. I mean, you have a good team. You you have playmakers for sure, and you're you're a scary opponent because you can go so high. But I guess you'd like to just see a little more consistency in that scoring, you know. But I don't know. I wouldn't sleep on fast Shecky. Shecky, I, I wanted to maybe do a, a segment on, uh, you know, failed trades at the deadline. Ultimately, we, we decided not to include it. But I'd love to hear why didn't you trade one of your tight ends? You know, at this point, I really didn't want to trade Kelsey. You have the Mahomes connection. I've had a couple weeks where they single-handedly have won me weeks. Um, I think I was playing maybe Sean on a Monday night football game, and that was the night that Kelsey had four touchdown catches. Um, so that Mahomes to Kelsey connection there has been a lifesaver for my team. And then Mark Andrews, you know, he's been struggling a little bit. And I just wasn't seeing the value that I thought I could get out of him. I'm just hoping him and Lamar put it together for the playoffs. He's tight end two still, and he's had a rough, like, four weeks in a row. 
He missed a, a week or two. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to ride with the guys. Uh, I thought it was a bold strategy out of the gate. Thought I would get some trade interest early on. Wasn't wasn't seeing what I wanted. So, ultimately decided to stick with the two guns at the tight end and flex position. And we're going to see how far it takes us. Best of luck, brother. I hope I kick your ass in the semifinals. Chuck, quick question. The Did you trade Gabe Davis for James Robinson? And... Drake London, yes. Oh, that was a win. But Gabe Davis is just – you talk about volatile. Yeah, he's – The guy sure. The guy doesn't even know what the word consistency means. No, he really right. he really doesn't. And that's why he fits in perfectly to Team Fashaki. It's very true. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is a little worse than I, th- I thought it was. All right, coming in at number two. Um, the Kapnick football team. The Kapnick football team. I mean, I think this is this is the best team in the league, in my opinion. Um, I I think this roster potentially holds number one. Um, I I think the running back room is extremely strong with Cook and Jacobs there. Um, I mean, you got the move sitting in tight end. What more can you ask for? Um, and then I mean, you look at the wide receivers, Hopkins and Diggs. That's and Waddle. Waddle's sitting in the flex. I didn't even see him there. I mean, that's ridiculous, you know? And look at his bench, too. Yeah, the bench. Like, you know, I know Damien Pierce has been struggling the past couple weeks, but like all season he's been solid and i'm assuming he probably had him in the flex for a long portion of the year um yeah i mean i just i also imagine like what this team would be like if we had the aaron Rodgers of old you know i mean that would be scary um be undisputedly you know he'd probably be undefeated because i think quarterbacks have been his biggest hole Exactly. Yeah. You know, he's got, he's got a mainstream Kirk cousins rolling in there. Um, just better hope it's not prime time, but I don't know. I think he's got a solid squad. I really do. Yeah. I think him and, you know, the host himself, which we'll get to shortly, um, really have the best teams and I don't think it's, it's very close. Uh, you know, I did. I do think um, Kavnik might be number one on my no trade list as well. Um, I offered Kavnik a trade that would have just given him the league, and he said no. And I thank for it. I'd have to look it up, but it was so horrible for my team, and it involved Patrick Mahomes. And oh, I would love to put team. my glass. And his team, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig for it. Um mm-hmm. his team would have been something special. While you're looking, I'll, I'll share my perspectives on Kamnik. I mean, this team is phenomenal. I think I struggle putting him at one because I'm not positive he makes the playoffs while kind of balancing the roster and the you know the, the standard standings a little bit. I try to lean much more on the roster, but yeah, this team is amazing. Um, I cannot believe, if you look at the team, he drafted every single one of his starters besides his kicker and Juju and Pierce, right? So that he basically drafted this entire team. This is one of the best drafts I have ever seen in my life. Um, probably, I don't I don't know, obviously, old drafts, but probably is the best draft I've ever seen. So, Kavnik, I know you listened to your segment. Kudos to you on that. Um if you make the playoffs, I'm terrified of your team. I found the trade. This was Monday, October 24th. I offered Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey for Aaron Rodgers, Damian Pierce, DeAndre Hopkins, and Fryermuth. And Fryermuth yeah, was the it. reason he did not do that trade and will be the reason. He does not win this league. He he wins the league with that team. 
There's no doubt. Yes, it's not even close. I mean, he slots in what? He'll slot in Pierce, or did you say Pierce was in the trade? Pierce is in the trade, so he would have Juju. Mahomes, Cook, Jacobs, Diggs, Waddle, Kelsey, and then Juju in the flex. I mean, that's the best fantasy team I've ever heard of. Um, that's if for all of our listeners here, I just you know keep this in mind when trying to trade with Kaepernick. He said Fryermuth is supposed to be a top five tight end. He read an article. No deal. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, Fryermuth's at tight end 11 right now. Shame. Uh, and has Fryermuth – can we get a poll check on where he's at right now for the – looks like he's, he's at 3.2. Yes, 3.2. All right. Well, I hope he loses. Okay. Coming in at one, uh, Mean Machine. Yeah. Your team, buddy. It's just loaded all around. It's really impressive. Um, Lights out draft. Not sure you traded for Amon Ra, but he's great, too. Oh, you traded. Wait. Mostert. When he was hot. Yeah, I mean, making moves like that. Kenneth Walker turning into Kenneth Walker and being this freak. You know, that's what gets you into that number one standings and number one power rankings. I don't think there's any bias in yourself. Putting yourself one, this team is comically funny. Like, there's no hole. Is, is Tua or Kittle your hole? That's... That's beautiful to have. And you have Herbert, you got Kirk, you got Foreman. This team is is really something else. Yeah, I'm looking at this team and like I mean, on paper, you actually might be better than than Kapnick. It, it, it's such a toss up. I don't know. And you know what's so what bothers me is you have freaking Herbert and Tua just sitting there. And a team like Gambia. Could have used one of those players so badly. But the problem is you just can't. Trading for quarterbacks are a fucking nightmare because everyone wants a goddamn running back. And, you know, I'm I'm not about to give up running backs for quarterbacks. It's just I can't do it. But you got you, you probably have trouble picking between the two each week. You know, between Herbert and, and Tua. But I mean, you look at your running backs: McCaffrey and Chubb. Nothing is there's nothing to say. CD and Amon, I think, are fantastic wide receivers. And you got Kenneth Walker the third, baby, in your flex. I don't know. This is this is also a scary team. It's really a toss up between your team and Kapnick, in my opinion. Now that I'm really looking at these rosters, it's so hard to tell. Thank you, fellas. Um, I think. Yeah, you guys kind of hit hit it well with some of the holes. I'm concerned about Kittle and McCaffrey, to be honest, due to the, you know, kind of crowdedness of the 49ers offense. And then just, you know, they have Jimmy G and Shanahan calling plays. You never know what the fuck to expect. So that's why, Shecky, I really wanted one of your tight ends. Um, I think you saved, potentially saved the league by not trading any one of them. Um, so, so good job to you on that. Uh, yeah, I just really wished that I had, um, you know, a, a good, I feel, I thought I really had a solid bench, but, um, Kirk and Foreman are kind of the only two guys that are playable. Kirk has been phenomenal, but I don't think that's going to last, especially because he just had the best game of his career and Kirk did not play well. Um, so, and, and then you have Hubbard getting a lot of carries in Carolina. So I'm just concerned about my depth, uh, sustainability, but I think the rest of my team is good and excited for the playoffs. All right, RJ. Gun to your head. What's the final matchup looking like and who's winning? Yeah, I think it's me versus Kavnik. Um And I think due to his bench and depth, Unless my quarterback play demolishes him, he would win the matchup. Um, I think he's Diggs and D Hop are better than my CD and Mara. 
I think our tight ends pretty much cancel out. Um, and then I just feel like his his running backs are, if not equal, you know, maybe even a little bit better than mine with Josh Jacobs and how crazy he's been playing. So, I don't know. I think I've got Kavnik versus me and then Kavnik with a slight, slight edge. Interesting take. I can't wait to take one of you out and uh, just show the league that the two tight end draft is the future. I, I plan on running with it for many seasons to come. I think that's only true if you have Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, Kelsey's just special. <laughs> he's the best. He's a freak. He's a, he's a receiver freak. one. He's a receiver one at tight end. Yep. All right, gents. Well, this has been a great episode of the podcast. I appreciate having you on. Glad we stuck it to about an hour. Um, and then you were great guests. Uh, Garrett, you know, you're on serious probation, administrative leave, we'll call it. And uh, yeah, hope you guys have a good night. Thanks for being on. Thanks, fellas. Best of luck in the rest of the season. Thanks for having me, Arch.